All right, guys. Question of the week. Another one that Sophie came up with because I am struggling. <laughs> and speaking of struggle, Sophie, what's your favorite family power struggle that you've seen on the film, TV, movie, <laughs> stage? Um, so that's tough. Um, I feel like I had a really good answer for this when I thought of the question, <laughs> but I've since forgot. Um, what's yours? Okay. Mine's the great. Like I'm obsessed because it's like, okay, technically family power struggle because they're married. Oh, it's family. No. Yes. <laughs> yeah, okay. They're married, but it's not like a single family, like duking yes, it everybody. Up. Yes. They all want the throne. Well, I'm like, I wanted to do dear listener TV shows with iconic hair, because whenever I was researching today's show, everything that came up was like Shiv's Bob, Willa's Waves, like the hair on Succession is low-key iconic. And Sophie said, no, it's not. I so, literally have not thought of the, anybody's hair on this show. Like not one I, time. When I was watching, every time Willow was on screen, I just thought, man, this gives me strong, like Blake Lively, Misha Barton, like in the prime, like peak of their TV show vibes, like hair vibes. And I want my hair to look like that. I mean. Even though I did find out recently, and this is dumb on me that Misha Barton had extensions in season three of the OC, which makes sense from like a logical standpoint. (laughs) But like I spent my entire life thinking her hair was just like that beautiful. So now Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to reevaluate my view of beauty standards. I think that's probably safe. Iconic hair, Connie Britton. Every role she's in, her hair looks next to amazing. She doesn't change it. Amazing. Yeah, her hair is amazing. I mean, we can brainstorm another question right now and just edit all this out. Well, no, that's fine. Well, the Umbrella Academy is another show that sort of the entire thing is about a power struggle, which is something that was a pitch and not an actual show that we covered. Um, mm-hmm. But it's also like they're all siblings. The theirs is a little different because the dad is dead and they're not blood related. Like two of the siblings actually do like get together. <laughs> they're all adopted, like 100%. Like there, there's no, and none of them are blood related to the dad. It's sort of weird. I watched a TV show a few years ago called Billy and Billy with, um, oh, I can't think of that actress's name, name, but she's like the white coworker that does all the work with Issa when she works at We Got Y'all. Oh yeah. yeah. And Adam Brody. And they play like Billy and Billy and their parents were married. They're not blood related, but they started dating. And at the end of the first episode, they say, okay, who's going to tell mom? And that's whenever I had. And so you didn't know that they were siblings. Like, you know what I mean? Like the whole first episode, yeah, you just yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thought they were like, friends or whatever and uh, that's when I realized that I'm totally okay with like the step sibling like, whatever <laughs> like as, long as, yeah, <laughs> as long as you don't refer to like the, the same par- parent is the same, same name yes yeah <laughs> yeah like if you're like okay like Marsha like totally fine sure, but if sure, both sure. of you call her mom then I don't think you should be able to date <laughs> yeah no that's really fair um, Cause I'm like, you now have like the exact same value. Like, it's just like very, like too close. Yeah. No, no, no. I totally agree. Well, I'm trying to think of know. other family power struggles. There's, there's so many, well, I don't know why it's like such a hard we've topic. We've strung these two together before on pod, but, um, the fact that Schitt's Creek and succession, like canonically would have overlapped in New York at some point. Yes. 
So Schitt's Creek, of course, also is not necessarily an intense power struggle, but like an attention power struggle sometimes. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. I, I think it like has to be, I'm trying to think of any shows we've covered where it's like almost like a royalty thing. I think that's probably why my yeah. brain went to the great because yeah. like all other, I watch a ton of family dramas, but like rarely are they like, I guess like brothers and sisters, there was like a family corporation, like they were fighting for that old ABC show. I really liked. Mm -hmm. And then like Yellowstone. It's like, oh a, yeah, totally. Of course. But Yellowstone's almost like a power struggle for who doesn't want the, like <laughs> Yellowstone's so funny <laughs> like to me because, um, what's his name? Jamie's the only one who wants really anything to do with the Dutton ranch. And the only yeah. one that won't get it. And Beth and Casey just like play hot potato to be like, well, I don't want the ranch. Like, I don't want to live here. Can we, <laughs> well, we can't sell it. It has to stay in the family, but I don't want to do it. And Jamie can't have it. So I'm like, guys, it is the exact opposite. It's like the exact um, opposite of like, a, they want the family. They don't want the family business. Yes, exactly. And Jamie does. And they're like, mm, sorry, yeah, Jamie. Not, like, maybe not it's not you. for you, but Casey <laughs> doesn't want it. Casey's my yeah. number one pick. He doesn't want it. Oh my God. Um, well, if anybody has watched The Sopranos, Tony and Janice, I think is his sister's name. Um, yeah, Joni, uh, Janice is Tony's sister. Um, and they do fight a lot about the mom, like his mom, their, their mom, mm -hmm. um, which at one point involved like Janice trying to like sell the, her, the mother's house. Like the whole thing was like very, um, dramatic whenever they butt heads. Um, and in Downton Abbey, like Lady Mary and Lady Edith hate each other. The two That's like more. living sisters. Honestly. While I think succession is like definitely, definitely, definitely a family power struggle, like the most like apparent, like we all want this business and we do it. We should have also could have done the question of the week be like siblings that just fucking hate each other. <laughs> like they love each other, but they hate each other. Cause then we could have talked about Guzman and Marina and elite oh who God, yeah. hated each other, but also it's like, it's like that old saying, like I can talk shit about my family, but yes. you can't type of a thing. Like, yes, exactly. um, because so many TV shows that we watch have really fucked up sibling dynamics. Oh, yeah. Which is like, I mean, I think succession is equal parts family business struggle and yes. siblings who like siblings who hate each other, hate each other, but like only they're allowed to hate each other. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, it's hard to have find a better, better example of that, like top of, or at least like more recently in the zeitgeist than Yellowstone, but um, Arrested Development. The brothers are not hated each other. Michael and Gob. They like, I, I always go back. Is it Gob or Joe? I like cannot. I like Joe? watched, I've watched so many episodes of Arrested Joe. Development. And that's that name. Like, I just don't ever say. Yeah, um, that's another one. Like, a, they, that's a, probably a family power struggle. They all want the blues business, but like with absolutely no work. And Michael's the only one who like can do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, there's just like certain words that I just like can't say because I my brain like can't remember. I'm like um, Joe Someone <laughs> Joe. I can't remember who. Maybe I I can't remember who it was that texted me while they were listening to the Bridgerton episode and they were like, "LOL, you guys can't say that the sister's name." <laughs> <laughs> I'm dying at this, and I watched either like a clip or 
like I did start to rewatch last night, watch just the first episode again, but um, I think it's high synth. Oh yeah, I could not say. There's no, like, there's not a second A in it. Like, I can't, I think, I, I think it's high synth. I just, again, like, let us know if we messed that up for a hundredth time. Seth Myers does something on his show called A Closer Look where he just like reads through Facebook comments, YouTube comments, Instagram comments and like addresses uh-huh. them. And he's yeah. like, some are fun and like some are ridiculous. But like, I definitely think there could be like a complaints corner like uh, on our show because yeah, definitely say words wrong. Like my brain like still can't say Vi- Vicountess, Vi- mm-hmm. Vicaness, Vicontess. The C is silent. Um, no, the S is silent. Like, <laughs> God, see. Yeah, I mean, I just don't understand how you named your first, like, Anthony Colin Benedict, hi, Sithen. I know. That's on Violet, not on us. It's 100%. Daphne, Eloise, Frederick, hi, Sithen. (laughs) I know. It's like, Uh, I don't know. And sometimes, for our listeners, we do take notes, even though sometimes it might feel like to you we don't. There's always a note. mm -hmm. And sometimes I'll write something and be like, I know how to say that. And then it'll come to say it and I'll be like, no, I don't understand how I said this. Like, do I know how to say this word? Why did I write this word down? Right. It's like your brain kind of short circuits and you're like, I can't get through it. Right. Well, it's especially hard in the shows that nobody else is talking about or like, because then the only time you hear the characters' names or the locations is like inside the show. Mm -hmm. And if they have like like accents or anything then you're like yeah. I don't want to, like I'm like Anthony and I'm like you know it's Anthony for us like yeah I just straight up say Anthony um I, I have this is feel free to edit or keep but it does it is like a little bit of news we're just kind of doing a a bebop at the beginning I guess um so for our listeners if you watched um sex lives of college girls you've probably seen the news that gavin leatherwood aka nico is not returning for season two i read his statement where he basically said like with the with everything that's going on and all of the great things like um it's just too hard to like pigeon pigeonhole yourself into one thing i love doing season one and i'm looking forward to other opportunities and like while they do season two basically like I'm not coming back to go find it. And then there was a Dumois blind that was like, this HBO Max star is trying to make it seem like their departure was like their, their choice. choice. But in fact, like they started having issues with this actor before season one started. I know. What? And I would not be surprised at all if that was true because one, it seems like the Sabrina cast like probably wouldn't have been as like annoyed by his behavior. Um. Because they all seem to really, really, really love each other. And I never see Gavin doing anything with the sex life cast. Oh, really? Yeah. Also, I think on a TV show where you like play the devil, it's then hard. I know he didn't, but like he played like when you're in this. But it was really dark. Yeah. But like, I think it's almost like Jeff Garland getting like rewarded for his like behavior on curb and then getting fired from the Goldbergs. Like, I do think like this, the culture of sets, depending on like your network and the subject matter that you're working on yeah, does heavily that. impact. And like, I just don't know if he could like switch his personality to be like more wholesome Mindy Kaling was looking for. So, which I'm now I'm like excited. I'm like, I like sex lives, but I was very excited for more of their storyline, Kimberly and yeah. Nico. And also like it's Layton's brother. So like, what are they going to do? Like, he's, like, really ingrained in, like, the 
And then they only like, did one semester. The whole uh -huh. season was only one semester. So they're gonna have to like figure out a way to like actually like an explanation of where the fuck he went. I know, especially because I mean, <clears throat> maybe that's <clears throat> you and I were talking on at that episode about like why he let her take all of the tests. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like why he would like that was the most unrealistic part of the whole testing closet thing. And now I'm like, well, maybe now he'll get kicked off campus. Like they did, they I set mean, that up so he could That's be what makes the most sense. Although uh -huh. it's going to be really fucking hard to do without him being there. But I yeah, I guess they just write it off and like, like he oh, got as like a throwaway line, basically like, oh yeah, I'm still here because he got to go. Or Even he, though then like, they shouldn't have done the $20,000. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. I know not really about what we're talking about, but, um, I do love when people get like, he obviously got fired from the show, but is like spinning it. Like, this is my decision. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, I would do that, but it's not your decision. Seriously. Like he's too hot for it to be the, like, he must've been pretty bad for them not to put up with him. Yeah. And he's mini Kaling's type. So yeah, he looks like every other guy she has on her show. Which maybe, maybe they'll just recast him, honestly, as one of her backups. Like, they all look the same. Yeah, just bring um that guy over, Paxton over from Never Have I Ever, and just, like, throw yeah. him in as Nico. Yeah, it's honestly, believable enough. I wouldn't notice, probably. Did you see that? Uh, They're all Jimmy abs, anyway. <laughs> um, yeah, let's get into the episode. Talking about their favorite scenes on silver screen, they'll try to stay. Hello, I'm Sophie. And I'm Maddie. And welcome to Single Best Scene. This week, we're covering season three of Succession. Ambushed by his rebellious son. Wow, I'm going to start that over. Ambushed by his rebellious son, Kendall, at the end of season two, Logan Roy begins season three in a perilous position, scrambling to secure familial, political, and financial alliances. Tensions rise as a bitter corporate battle threatens to turn into a family civil war. Now, Sophie did this on our Bridgerton episode, and I would like to do this on our Succession episode. I'm going to speak for myself. I spent most of the season very confused by the business stuff going on. So if we misspeak <sighs> on that, no, this is a full disclaimer that I almost never understood what was going on in terms of like how Kindle still worked at the company, how Literally Greg worked at both companies. Back. Like I did not ever understand the the I understood the family drama we will get into all of that but in terms of like the board meetings and like what the president can do never understood it I not one time like it truly was like there was like parallel tv going on while I was watching <laughs> it and I just was so absent for the business stuff like stuff would happen and I would just be like okay but like not having any idea deeper than just like the scene was over. Like I, I would have no idea like what ramifications were. And it, it I really noticed that this season, like it, it would be so bad that there would clearly be a follow-up meeting, like based on something that had happened in a previous meeting. And mm -hmm. it would be, I would have no idea that this follow-up meeting was even happening and would have to really try to think and piece things together and be like, okay, so I guess this is the same thing they were talking about at the beginning of the episode. 
<laughs> yes. But like still like barely understanding what was going on. Like the entire thing that happened on the island. Oh yes. What the fuck was that? I don't know. I spent like, so much of that scene being like, wow, I think I'm attracted to Adrian Brody. That's what I was thinking, listener, just in case you're wondering. The entire time I was like, Logan's going to have a heart attack. And then eventually he sort of did. So um, yeah. Anyway, I just similarly wanted everyone to know neither one of us have an MBA. Um, we both have oh, basically no. pointless degrees in liberal arts. Liberal, yeah. Both of, well, I don't even know mine's like science, but not even like the science that people oh, use, like sciences. family yeah. science, which is a oh, fake oh. school. Like home economics basically is what my degree's in. So I did not learn business. Um, but let's do before I won't trust me, I will not make you talk about plots, but how did you feel about season three overall compared to season one and two? Um just gut you know, reaction. Three was tough because of the huge break. And mm-hmm. it's hard to talk about succession without like addressing the fact that they took two years off because of the pandemic. And um, because I think they were like about like literally the the week that New York shut down was the week they were gonna start shooting three. Mm -hmm. So like they really did not even get an inch. Um so and the fact that they started it as if no time had passed. I was gonna say, yeah, because like Trump was still the president and they're or someone similarly to the same guy. was well, at some point, president. someone makes a reference of like, oh, it's been a crazy week, I think. Like, yeah, time the happened at the end of the last season, right? And they sort of, it were, the characters all seem to be reeling a bit from it still uh-huh. in the beginning of three, which like, if you're binging all three seasons at one time, it makes total sense. Right. If you are a human watching it in real time and it's been two fucking years, mm-hmm. harder harder to follow that thread for me no I don't disagree I think it was weird to me that like the show took place in like October of 2021 right do you know what I mean like it felt very much like they didn't change the anything as far they as didn't, they didn't like address which I'm glad they didn't address the pandemic right like I'm glad it yeah. wasn't like they make weird like comments like well that was a crazy time or whatever because mm-hmm. like I don't need to see these like rich horrible people like fighting with masks and like yeah. fl- you know like ignoring the guidelines anyway so I'm glad that we didn't have to see that but yeah in terms of time it was just really weird to like reorient yourself with like where you were when that you know what I mean like with yeah. that time period when season two ended like I also think this show does finales really, really, really well. And any show that does a really well finale, the first episode of the next season is kind of like picking yeah, up the pieces a little bit. Yeah. And so because the, this is the day my father's reign ends was so high from mm-hmm. the season two finale going into season three and kind of doing the business of like what that fallout actually looked like was kind of like a, um, kind of felt like it took the it, like the your foot off the gas a little bit so I had a hard time getting yeah. into this season same me too and maybe again it was because I didn't understand the business stuff that was going on mm-hmm. and what Kendall was actually trying to do um, it seemed like he was trying to do the vote of no contest but like publicly like what he tried to do in season one get all the shareholders yeah. in a meeting and Ooh, vote for that. him but this is he was doing it now but like like putting his like foot on their neck right like he took right. 
he took the vote public is what, how I just interpreted the entire season. So that's why they were trying to like woo these shareholders and like needed the stuff, but again, not a business major. So like, I don't know. That's That's just how I interpreted it. I remember just being kind of confused because I, like, I totally understand the, like, once again, like the vote of no contest, but I was like, didn't we do that in season one, which was all of like six or what, eight episodes ago. I was like, there's no way they're doing this again as the entire plot of season three, it was the plot of season one. Yeah. So then I was like, okay, there must be something that I'm missing here. And, and yeah, maybe like you said, it's like, we're taking it public, like, cause obviously a lot more of it was public, but then there was like all this, like, are, who's going to go be on whose team? And like, just, and maybe that's why also for me, three was, I guess, honestly, probably my least favorite, I guess, of these three, three seasons is that I, because I didn't understand so much of the business stuff, it was hard for me to care a lot mm-hmm. of the times. And the episodes are long. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last like three episodes of three made up for the first like four. Well, yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, because I'm thinking like you I, said, they, they do a good finale. Yeah. And like, the, the but I don't disagree. I think the front half of the season was so business heavy. And I don't know if isolating Kindle is the smartest move in terms of making the show enjoyable because he's such a bummer. Yeah. Well, he's such a bummer and they gave him like what felt like to me brand new characters to interact with, which made no sense. Yeah. Um, again, essentially forgetting the fact that he had a, had a family until his birth, the birthday episode, like it all just was so weird to me Um, yeah well his family is actually one of my bits and jokes so why don't we jump into that which um so let's go into bits and jokes I'm I classify this as a bit but just um it would piss me off but I did laugh every time in the first episode that they treated Rava's house like shit like Kendall has not been a good father he's not been a good he's probably been a fine ex-husband we're led to believe he wasn't a great husband because of the coke and the rehab and him being Kendall Mm -hmm. um but like them opening up that like a super expensive bottle of wine like anything they did in Rava's house that made it seem like it was that made it for made me the audience member forget they weren't in Kendall's home made me laugh so hard and the fact that that's where he went right I'm like Like, you have no one truly um do you what other bits do you have I've got like three more um I'm actually not sure if I like did set aside any bits um everything that I all the stuff that I wrote down was like either situations or like actual quotes. Um, I, some, the way I take notes sometimes is, you know, like by episode and then I like reorganize them later. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I realized once I got to about episode five, I was like, oh, all I'm writing down is jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Like everything I'm writing down is a joke. Um, there's yeah. nothing else I'm here for other than these freaking jokes. Um, I did go ahead and put some plots down at the bottom, but um, yeah. So I basically just have jokes. So you can do all your bits. Okay. So you know how like confirmation bias, like, I don't know if this is like what came first, the show or the 
the TikToks that I see, but just the way Roman sits, I do think is exacerbated by that couple that we love on TikTok. We love them. I will post their TikTok. <laughs> they're like, so, I think they're so funny, but Roman does sit weirdly. Yes. And like, he always gets like too comfortable in chairs. That's almost like not comfortable. Yeah. Um, so that's for sure. One of my, look at. anytime he's in a scene, I'm like, where's he sitting? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, the good tweet, bad tweet game that they played in the car. <laughs> yeah. Just seems that like something <laughs> like, so like Kendall is the type of person who just like push his finger on a bruise until he cries. Yeah. Like, he's not like, this is going to heal. He's like, no, no, no. Read the tweets. Yeah, well, he, I think that was so funny to me. Kendall's problem as a person is that he like doesn't understand himself. Mm -hmm. You know, like he's like, oh no, this will be fun. Yeah, this will be fun for everyone. It happens and then he's hurt. Yeah. And you're like, you're so stupid. Yes. (laughs) Um, my last one is a text message, which I was like, is this a bit? Is this a joke? I'm gonna put it in bits just so it gets its own spotlight. Um Greg sent Kindle a text because also I went back and read it like I rewinded because I was like what did that say Uh hey dude hope you're good you are just checking in any update on the burning question mark (laughs) when Kindle was like we might have to burn you (laughs) (laughs) like Greg kept checking his phone to see if Kindle had responded to the text just the fact that he said him hope you're good you are and it was like he wasn't good Kendall's never good never good I mean I guess Greg um Greg navigating the season was a bit like honestly like so great I'm just like trying to black be also a a double agent b like attempting to blackmail like see also like trying to make sure he doesn't lose his inheritance to like PETA or oh my gosh I have so many quotes written down about that don't you worry um Greg was just like really I truly feel like Greg was on his own c-plot the whole season like yes he was in scenes with other characters and like interacted with them but not in a way that moved mattered the to forward him. it only mattered to greg <laughs> yes greg had his own it's issues such a weird way to write a character right it's like so bizarre i have a quote from so we'll go into jokes now i have a quote from tom that says you're gonna sue Greenpeace. i like your style greg who do you think you're gonna go after next save the children <laughs> <laughs> like that was greg's storyline this season also like uh kindle bamboozling him with that forty thousand dollar watch oh my god I kind of felt bad for Greg. I was like, I too thought Kendall yeah. was going to pay for the watch. I mean, right. The whole thing, the whole setup made no sense um, for, for poor Greg to be paying for the watch, but um, yeah, him trying to navigate, like get his own lawyer, like the whole thing. him trying to do anything in this world is like truly like some Greg's like the audience member. I think they made him less like kind of evil until the end of the season. Like they made it truly like he would be like one of us if we walked into like this family power struggle. Yeah, generally how they write him. Um, Mm -hmm. But okay, so my first joke that I wrote down, (laughs) season three, episode one, uh, them listing the countries that they could go to Mm -hmm. that don't have extradition. (laughs) (laughs) 
like I swear to God, it was in the first like three minutes of the episode, and I was like, we are off the races. Yeah, so they're all like, yes, they're all trying to figure out like where to go, they're, like flying around, right? It's like that's and they that's like what they're on the phone with send people on different planes to go to different yes. places. Um, um, I also have one from the first episode of season three, okay. which was oh, actually maybe it wasn't. I don't know. I think it's from early on. Logan says to Roman, you want to suck my dick? And Roman says, is what he said to his son as the sexual assault allegations poured in. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my Uh, God. Um, I wrote Greg and Kendall, just like Greg and Kendall, that's what you were doing. And there's a situation, I haven't watched, I watched this a couple months ago, but um, it, where one of them said well Roman's out but I don't know what that was in response to I also have a Greg and Kendall scene it's when they're in the limo I think they're or it's when they're driving it's in episode one and cousin Greg goes this is like OJ except I mean if OJ never killed anyone and Kendall says who said I never killed anyone juice is loose baby (laughs) which I think obviously is like so funny but in terms of Kindle and episode, in terms of Kindle and episode one, talking about not killing anybody to like how far he gets by episode nine, like having his full breakdown. Yeah. Like every time I think the show is just insult strung together with like a, a business lecture going on in the background, I am reminded of the like incredible emotional like thread yeah. that they weave. Mm-hmm. Like it is just a good show, even if I don't understand. 45% of it. <laughs> no, no, no. That's that's a really good point to notice. Um, the last thing I have from episode one is the PR pitch. The girls that come in and do the PR pitch for Kendall. Mm-hmm. Um, that scene was a lot of things. Like there was a lot going on emotionally in that scene for me. Um, mm-hmm. Because first of all, I'm like, okay, great. Kendall's smart enough to realize he needs like his own PR people. Great. Like this is good, right? And then he brings in these two women that are like supposedly the best. And I'm like, again, we're on the right path here, Kendall. And they do their patch. And when he switches and is like, okay, I hear you, but actually like, I think these other things are a better idea. And they were like, no. And he was like, no, no, no. My idea is better. I was like, in this one scene, you managed to tell these women that you're hiring them because they're the best. And then immediately say actually you're not going to listen to anything that these professionals have to advise you on so this is not only a a rich person thing I'm pretty sure b Kendall being a huge dick and c Kendall not listening to other people which is something he's really fucking bad at mm-hmm. and he also just like as a PR is not necessarily a creative industry but I felt some deja vu where I have been in these situations where someone's like, Hey, come in and look at this thing. Like consult on this. Like, what do you think? And I'm like, well, this is what I think. And like, so actually we're going to do something totally different Yes. (laughs) than the things you just said. And I'm like, what are you paying me for? Like, what are you paying me for? What am I here for? Like, I don't understand. I agree. Um, I also think it was so smart of them to bring in. I want to say her name, like, is like Comfrey or something. Again, guys, we can't get names right. But uh, the two PR girls, but especially the like kind of primary one that Greg like gets the crush, like kind of has a crush on. Mm-hmm. I felt bad for them the most. I think the season in terms of like when the show started, it was very apparent that like Jerry and Carl and um, all of the other kind of 
people who work at Waystar had worked with this family for so long that they can like read through the book. Jerry knows when to push back. She knows when to let it go. She knows when to just do the thing. But watching two people who are like so excited to kind of land this big client realize like, oh, this is my worst nightmare. Like like, everything she had to do at the birthday party for Kindle and like them being like, this isn't really a good idea. And he's like, no, 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 we're going to do it. We're going to do it. Like we're going to, I'm going to sing Billy Joel at my birthday party. And you're like, what? And then for him to be like, this is a bad idea. And you can just tell they're both like, oh my God, thank you. Like you figured, because like they are a representation of your business. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, you're not going to hire the PR team that worked with Kindle because he's so bad. Like he's disagreeing with you at every state, but then saying that like my PR team told me to do it. And they're like, no, Um, it was interesting to see new people come in and have to work with this family. Cause like Mm for season one and two, it was all these people who had been working with them for decades. Yeah, no, it's, they really got it. The short stick this season for sure. Those poor girls did. Um, Kendall also says on a dumb level, I'd like my Twitter to be off the hook. (laughs) And the girls were like, okay, okay, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Well, that's all I have for episode one. Look at you. I don't write them in order. So mine are just all okay. place. We'll see what happens. Um, okay. So there's no context to this. I hate it when I take notes shittily, but um, someone said, do you want me to text my professor? <laughs> do you know what that was about? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So there's another scene. Um, and this sounds like something Shiv would say um this is this sounds like a shiv roman conversation i'm not sure who said what okay but um okay so let's hang up on dad jesus let me fucking close the door first (laughs) (laughs) and then connor like enters the scene and definitely roman says i thought i heard a clown car pulling up in terms of like unexpected MVPs Connor really stole this season for me really like anytime he was in a scene I was laughing yeah like he which it was like that before but I feel like he actually had like some substance this season and like made good points well the fact that he for like one night was like maybe gonna be the Republican nominee (laughs) (laughs) yeah the president um I have another, I have one from Greg that says, I just think if everyone's showing up to battle in armor that I kind of, I'm kind of exposed here in my loin cap clap, my loin cloth, bad visual. <laughs> I was like, oh, what is he talking about? Lawyers? Yeah. Oh my God. Um, I have a quote that says, Kendall, Kendall says girls count double now. Don't you know? <laughs> I think as far as like having women on your company board. <laughs> um okay the next one is i think this is from episode two where roman i think that kendall like lies and says he needs to take a call from his kids Mm -hmm. and roman says i love my kids uh what are their names again blur face and who cares (laughs) (laughs) so bad (laughs) it's so like the fact I, I'm glad they started referencing the kids again. And like, they were in the late, like they were in the finale and like around because they did, they were in season one and then they were gone in season two. 
like they were not even two, referenced. And so I'm glad they kind of brought them back for season yeah. three just to be like, oh yeah, Kendall does have children. Mm-hmm. Um, so in episode three, Kendall shouts, fuck the patriarchy as they walk into the gala, which I was like, what even, what sort of like carousel of like catchphrases just rolls around in your brain all the time. I'm like, who even are you? You are the patriarchy. Like what? That just killed me. There's a girl on TikTok that does like Taylor Swift songs and then we'll put in most of the time new girl lyrics and so but she did one for succession that was the all too well the 10 minute version and it's like you were tossing me the car keys and then it's Kendall yelling fuck the patriarchy and then keychain on the ground so she like puts his (laughs) fuck the patriarchy in the Taylor Swift song oh my gosh that made it worth it for me I mean that was also (laughs) just such a click like a soundbite moment from the the trailer that they dropped yeah yeah Um, So one of my all-time favorite plots of maybe any TV show, but definitely Succession, was Tom's obsession with, uh, that sounded like a very bad rhyme, with Tom's obsession with going to prison. And (laughs) when he said, I did a bit of research and I got deep into the prison blogs about toilet wine. Turns out you can make it from fruit and ketchup, but you have to burp the wine as it ferments. And I thought, what if I forget to burp the toilet wine? Every single part of, I could have written down everything he said about prison. I thought it was so funny. This prison thing, I guess, was another bit that um, I forgot to write down as its own thing. And apparently that's real. Like, apparently real (laughs) rich people hire prison consultants. And like, (laughs) like that's not something that got made up. Like, that's a real thing that happens um, when rich people are afraid they're going to go to jail. And um, yeah, the diner bit of it all. And mm-hmm. th- there is one, and I don't know if I, I'm sure I wrote it down actually because, well, I don't know. There's a scene where like Greg meets um, Tom, like in a diner. Yes. And like they're both eating. And essentially, Greg is like, this is the worst thing I've ever had in my life. It was a little bit reminiscent of the, um, champagne or rosé conversation that he that Greg Greg made to Tom in at the end of two I think it was at the end of two where he was like well yeah they're on the yacht the difference he was like it's just not my favorite right (laughs) and you were like a year ago or I don't know time I don't understand time in succession but it's like earlier when we met you your favorite restaurant was California Pizza Kitchen Right. Yes, 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 yes. It's like, look at where you've come. Like, look yeah. at where you are. Look at where you where come, you've from. come like, from. Like, come on now. Like, You're like, Greg, if you, hadn't, if you hadn't gone to New York, you would be eating at diners. Right. Like this, like, you wouldn't know any better. Right? Yeah. Like you're here because of us. Like yeah. this is your, we, this, because you're in this world, you now think that you're like one of us. Um, um, but yeah, we talked about Greg not shutting up about the watch. Um... Kendall's, so this is like a production note. Um, Ken, like the music that they play when they're switching to a scene about Kendall. I don't know if it's every time. It's not. It's not every time, but it happened more than once. Where it's like a shot of New York City, right? Like generic, like helicopter, bird's eye view, right, of the city or of office buildings or whatever the fuck. But then the background music, whenever it was, they were switching to. Kendall, the background music that they played was like awful rap music. 
<laughs> they did it repeatedly, like enough for me to notice. And I was like, this is so funny. <laughs> like, oh my God. That's, uh... um, I just liked that Kindle for his conference call when he did the conference call with the company, his name was little Lord Fuckleroy. <laughs> has joined the call and then it was like little R- lord fuckleroy has left the call <laughs> i was like man that's so clever it's got roy in it i know i only um, have two more so like you go oh i have an ocean so go, go i'll wait for my two at the end um, okay uh roman says to connor in episode four, oh, thank God you're here. Super essential today. And Connor like genuinely goes, why, thank you. <laughs> like, completely missing the joke. Um, so there's this scene where Jerry is like doing something important and Greg is like sitting kind of like on the back of her chair, like bird perch. <laughs> And he's like wanting to talk to her and she's literally like, no, Greg, like I literally know you cannot interfere with me right now. Um, also the fact that, um, okay, so in episode four was when there was all of this, um, like the drama with the presentation, I'm pretty sure. Um, because like Shiv's involved in the negotiation, right? And like the other daughter of like mm-hmm. the other company and there's all this shit going on. And the fact, I don't know why I found this funny. Maybe this is just me as a poor person. Um, But the fact that they called the private jets PJs, I just thought was fucking funny. (laughs) (laughs) And the fact that it was like this huge, like point of negotiation, um, but calling them PJs, I just thought was fucking so douchey and like really funny. Um, It seems like something you would call them if you never rode on them, not if you owned them. Right, right, exactly. Um, I also then... liked Shiv's speech when they like rigged the music to be. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, this show. Yeah. I didn't write that down. It just reminded me of it when you mentioned um, Shiv. And in that episode, one of the PR girls, well, so Kendall like just shows the fuck up on stage, right? Like he interrupts. Yes. Takes over, kind of. Oh, because Logan. Not has with the, the music, he actually walks on stage. Yeah, it's when Logan has the UTI, right? And he's like going insane yeah. in the. Yes. Yeah. I liked um, that episode. In itself was hilarious. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but um, so Kendall's up there, like doing his Kendall thing to all the investors. And one of the PR girls says, he looks crazy. That could benefit us. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then in episode five, Kendall says to Tom, I've always liked you. And Tom says, I have too. I mean, I have notes, but <laughs> um, and then this is at Kendall's party. Um, Kendall wants everyone to be present, as present as him. So please turn your, turn off your phones. This is what like one of the door people says, and Shiv says you're gonna have to tase us. <laughs> um and then when they're like Shiv and um Connor are like in like whatever little side room with Kendall right like it's the first time like Kendall's seeing them at the party and um Connor or um no uh uh my god Roman 
Roman. Roman is like, oh, I've got a card for you. And Shiv, of course, has no idea what's going on, but she says, I couldn't find a card that said both happy birthday and get well soon. (laughs) (laughs) Which is so mean and so funny. Um, So this is another production note. Um, But so Kendall is reading the letter that Roman gives him I'm Mm -hmm. still not totally sure that Roman knew what was in the card when he gave it to Kendall do you think that he knew I can never tell I can never tell with Roman because he played it when when Logan gave him the card he played it like he did it now but then when Shiv confronted him about it he knew so I don't know if like if he was just like rolling with it or yeah. if he actually like read it, like read it before he gave it to Kendall. I have no idea. And I think that that was actually intentional because we, yeah. the audience, and I think Shiv too, didn't know how serious Logan was about Roman. Yeah. That's Which I spent a lot of this season feeling the exact same way up until the finale when he said like, Romulus like let's go and Roman you know so yeah. up until that moment I was like oh he's like I could never tell when he's just playing Ro- Roman yeah me neither like, honestly and I don't know if Roman can either he just like it's, is used to yeah. being um I don't know anyway when Kendall's reading the letter the birthday card um at his party um the room that he's in is like the flames of hell room like there's mm-hmm. literally all these like screens with like flames coming up from them and so it was like the timing of that was obviously like very intentional and like the way that the scene was set up was like kendall's brain <laughs> was like which of course was also the theme of the party was like kendall's own brain but um <laughs> to have him read the letter in that room like or as he was walking through that room whatever i was like you guys don't miss a beat do you um also in that episode greg calls the pr girl a fair maiden <laughs> like I think to her face um and like every I didn't I guess write down anything specific Roman said but everything he said at the party was quotable I guess you're just gonna take my word um one of my favorite interactions and I wonder if you have it written down is when Tom and Greg are talking about Greg like possibly like going for the other per I can't think of the girl's like title or whatever but they're like an heiress of sorts at Caroline's um, wedding and uh, also trying to like get comfrey did you have this written down uh and I don't see it okay and there's like this scene where he's talking about it and Tom says something to the extent of like and what makes you think you could get either of them and he's like well you got Shiv like <laughs> basically yeah. like we're like, like you you're, you're the reason for- that I think that I can that like Shiv's so far out of your league that yeah. uh-huh. <laughs> why wouldn't I right right and I almost think that Tom like respected Craig this season maybe because they were both going to yes. be like prison buddies but it was nice right. that they were like on more even I agree footing. while I love when they pelt water bottles at, at Tom it was nice for at Greg it was nice for Greg to like have a friend I agree yeah that wasn't manipulating him and like getting him to destroy evidence and trying to blackmail him for cruises <laughs> yeah <laughs> a little um so in episode eight, just finding out that Roman has been sending dick pics to Jerry was so funny to me. <laughs> and like the way that whole scene played out where like Logan had no idea what to do. 
and also like Shiv was a witness to it all and again just the fact that he'd been doing that because we'd kind of slept a little bit I think plot wise on what was going on with Roman and Jerry and to know that that had been going on in the background was just so funny to me also that he was like are you a sicko (laughs) okay right that's the other thing he was like oh my god how could you go for Jerry she's twice your age essentially his age right right right. and also I think that the show does a really good job and Sarah Snook does a really good job of making Shiv like um I'm gonna use two words that people not everybody's gonna agree with but like iconic and extremely unlikable at the same time like Shiv's extremely unlikable but like the stuff that she's able to do makes her very entertaining for tv and not in an unlikable way but like the way that she like how she kind of bullied the woman in season one to like recant Mm. And then she kind of did the same thing with Jerry, where she was like uh, using this as like blackmail to get Jerry to turn like for her own selfish interests. Like, I think that Shiv, like we argue, like there's a lot of discourse about like who's actually the worst Roy. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes, I think sometimes it's Shiv because she does shit like that, where she's like, it's it was because like, she didn't even ask if it was unwarranted. Everybody just assumed it was unwarranted, but the yeah. audience is led to believe that like she's been receiving these regularly. Uh-huh. Um, since I don't think he would send his first dick pic in a meeting. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, right. especially because they have this right. banter yeah. and we saw the text. Um, so I do also like that nobody asked, like, are y'all dating? Like there was no right. Well, I think Jerry's married. Oh, she's dating. No, she's dating that guy that she brought on the retreat when they went to go pick the next like Republican nominee. She brought that guy, but so she's in a like loose relationship, but I don't know that part of it too made me laugh where they just assumed it was like completely unwarranted and that Jerry would be like (laughs) throw her phone out the window or something. And she like (laughs) would have just deleted, you know what I mean? Like she's obviously received plenty from Roman. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is not Um, new. It was also interesting to see that they're relationship because you're right we hadn't we didn't see that much of it but yeah. just how far the relationship had escalated like romantic like in that level like mm-hmm. I don't want to say romantically but like sexually because mm-hmm. everything else we'd seen had been like inappropriate phone calls for coworkers. Yes. what you do in your own relationship is fine but coworkers. um and so and then him making little digs at her at the office but nothing too over like they end up at like you know, like at the wedding, it's like where they're in the, they're sleeping in the same property or whatever. And right. There was some of that too. Right. Where like, but to know that this like relationship has been going on, like in texts that we, the audience haven't seen, yeah. right. Like we're led to believe we see everything. We don't like that to me was very shocking. And as it was happening, I was like screaming at my TV now, <laughs> like as I saw him get the text. Yes. Because also they don't really play with text that much like that. You know what I mean? I like, know, which is this- surprising. Also, I hate another production note. I really hate, like, I don't understand why every show, and I know there's like an aesthetic to all the shows and I understand why Succession doesn't do it, but everyone else who has like lower standards, I don't understand why if you're, we're going to incorporate texts, which everyone should be, it's fucking 2022. It's how we all communicate. Put the text on the screen so we can see it like have it come up like when you're on your mac and you're like you get an iMessage from somebody and it pops up on your screen that's how it should be popping up on the tv so that we can read it like i know 
obviously like don't make us like pause and squint and rewind or like get up and look I realized that I need new glasses the other day because they do it all the time and Nancy Drew and I can't fucking see the text so I'm like whatever I'm just gonna assume I'm like we're not covering it for the show so I'm like whatever they'll say it later I'm like yeah I'm like I don't know who's texting Nancy but I guess I'll find out if it's like a boy or a work thing in a minute based on how the next scene goes Based on what happens next. Yeah. Um, context clues. I don't want to have to use that many context clues. I know, right? Um, okay, so the last thing I have for episode eight is Logan making Iverson try the food, which I thought was funny. And like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, an interesting mm-hmm. moment because like that is like a grandpa thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just glad they, I know I said it, but like had the kids there, yeah. even though like what a sad thing for it to happen for the first time that he has the kids. So that he almost dies. Um but yeah uh okay so my last that, like I hope that these kids have more than only traumatizing experiences with their dad but I'm not sure yeah I mean again if I guess we're led to believe there are fun things off well like the bunny like the whole plot with like the bunny God. yeah um which I'm like rich people are just like so insane like google it before also the person who kept, I mean I know it was plot but like the person who kept calling Kindle to ask about a bunny I was like, how aren't you just Googling what to do with this bunny? Because this man has no fucking clue. Why would Kindle know, right? Why would that Kindle know? Crazy. Um, Greg, when he's talking about prison, says, I just feel because of my physical length, I could be the target for all kinds of misadventures. <laughs> <laughs> and then the last one is two, um, Roman, after they get back from um, meeting that, going on the island and meeting the shareholder, mm-hmm. says... You tried to assassinate our dad with the son. Do you have a fetish for nearly killing dad? Like just the tip, but for nearly killing dad. And then he says, we're about to lose the company at the shareholder meet all because you wouldn't give our dad a timely fucking Evian. (laughs) (laughs) So those are mine. Um, I'm sure we'll think of other ones as we go into plots. But before we get to that, why don't we have more? Oh, I thought you said you were done. No, that was, sorry. No, that was like all I had for, there's the finale still, but oh gosh, um, then yes, definitely go to you. So, well, do we want to talk about the like Kindle breakdown? Um, like outside when outside they were thing, like in plots, like we can just talk about that separately. That's my heartbreak. So we can definitely talk about it. Oh, there. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, I do have an actual joke from the finale. Um, <laughs> Roman making the joke that Tom is going to carry him and Shiv's baby. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Roman had a great finale. Yeah, he really did. Because he also, all of the jokes he made about Caroline's new husband. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't write any of them down, but they did make me laugh. Um, Actually, let me write something down. Roman really bounced back from that dick pic incident unscathed mm-hmm. emotionally as that would put me in the grave for years. Seriously. Um, so in the Tom and Greg conversation on the phone, mm-hmm. or no, they're in person. They're in person and Greg says, or Tom says to Greg, do you want to come with me? And um, it's that conversation, right? And 
Greg asks if he can have his own Greg. <laughs> and um, Tom says, do you want to make a deal with the devil? And Greg says, who needs a soul anyway? <laughs> I really like, okay, so I need to rewatch the finale knowing now, like what, what that meant. Yeah. And like who the devil was, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I didn't know. The, uh, yeah, like that was shocking to me. Mm-hmm. Like, um, oh, sorry. My knee got caught on my mic. Um, oh, my foot got caught through the cord. How did I do this? Um, God, the finale was so good. Yeah. And that's the last one I had. <laughs> okay, so why don't we jump into heartbreak? And I'm sure we'll talk about that finale scene later in the plots. Um, yeah. What was your heartbreak? I kind of already alluded to mine. So um, yeah, my heartbreak was Kendall's little birth, looking for his kid's birthday mm-hmm. gift um, that he never found um, at his birthday because he was like clearly spinning out. And again, like he's such this weird absent father and um really just like so lost at sea you know Ken has been just sort of lost at sea the entire fucking show it felt um, very reminiscent sorry watch no no that was- it felt very reminiscent but like a darker version of Ted Lasso's panic attack outside of the yeah. karaoke of like mm-hmm. getting caught in a panic attack but like not thinking you're in one until it like literally puts you on the ground yes. um because like my heartbreak scene honestly was when I started thinking about it I was like just literally every part of Kindle this season like no matter what was happening even knowing even the first episode when he wasn't like struggling yet but like he thought he was doing the right thing and I think so genuinely believed because that's why I think I when I watched the show I don't think of any of them doing this with like malicious intent right everybody thinks they're doing the right thing like they're, they're like, they're not the villain of their own story. No. So I think Kendall so quickly thought that his siblings were going to join his side mm-hmm. and like take down dad. And so instead of doing that, just like from that moment on, when like nobody sided with him, he bummed me out literally every time he was on screen and like, yes, it can be a joke. And like, I can laugh about how he was like a sad boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I legitimately was crying when he had his breakdown outside in with his, with Roman and Shiv telling them about the accident and telling yeah. him about killing that man. And like both of them, not really knowing exactly how to comfort him because he obviously was taking so much blame. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was just so great. I do you want me to go into yeah. more or less detail? there's yeah that scene is it your I is it your single bus scene no okay I couldn't tell by the way you were like looking down at your notes sometimes we'll steal each other's single bus scenes like kind of shut up so we can talk about it later but if it's not, <laughs> no, no, no. we I can talk about it now okay how much I wrote down about it um so what I wrote down about it was the jokes from it although yes. um Roman did like but that's what I'm saying like they didn't know how to handle was, him they didn't know how to handle it well yeah I had like a lot of feelings about this scene um my first instinct as a fashion person, I was like, oh my God, it is so dusty. Like, I cannot yeah. believe they're sitting down in this dust and they're like by a dumpster. Like literally the whole thing was like, again, scene selection, A plus to the set team, um, location team, I guess. Um, 
that the way your siblings are closer mm. maybe than, than, than the mine oh, than, than, no, than mine <laughs> yes um, maybe maybe I don't know I I feel like those no matter how close you and your siblings are like there's something different about like sort of realizing what who each other is and like what your dynamic is as adults yes like kind of no matter what your family history has been no matter who you are like what this what what the current crisis is right like there's something about like when your kids it's just like so like about you all the time and like your understanding of what's going on is so narrow right because it's just like what you understand but like as you become an adult right it's like you understand like that other people have perspectives and like other things going on and like Mm -hmm. also like you under understand ramifications right like if Kendall flies off the handle again it's like is he gonna unlive himself right like you know it's like there are these Mm -hmm. things that like for just just an example right like but like all, you know, consequences become different and also just like adults don't spin out, right? Like, like that's just not something that happens a lot. So I think even if you're not related to them, everyone would be kind of like, Ooh, what's going on here? Well, and I think in like a funny way in regards to the scene is earlier before Kindle's breakdown, they did that whole thing about Kindle being the oldest son, Kindle being the oldest son, Kindle being the oldest son, and then Connor freaking out and being like, yes, I'm, the, I'm oldest the oldest son. son which was funny, but like, I think when Kindle did have his breakdown to Roman and Shiv, he is their oldest brother. And like, I I think that seeing him come apart and like, be honest and like, I'm, this was not my single best scene, but I do think this was the single best acted scene. Like it didn't stick with me the same, like, it's not what I wanted to talk about at the end, but like in terms of acting, like they all played their part and you could like see um, Shiv like come into focus and realize like, oh, when Kindle hugged me mm-hmm. last, I mean, last season for us, but whatever. And said like, I don't know what I'm doing. He yeah, has been struggling with this since my wedding. And it like also then puts in perspective, everything that's happened since like, you know, season, the season one finale and like why he might seem so unhinged or my, he, why he goes off the handle or why he, why he came back to the dad, like, all of these like you could see in real time like Roman and Shiv putting together the pieces of the puzzle that didn't make sense to them wait like why did he do the bear hug and then Logan like like with open arms let him back in the company and it's like oh dad had this on you you needed help like you're like we put out that statement saying that you're an alcohol like you're an addict and you're Mm -hmm. not whatever when in fact like you're running from your own life because you regret this so much and then Roman trying to kind of like cut it with jokes which I'm assuming are the ones you wrote down and putting it into perspective which I also was really happy that they said somebody finally said to Kendall right because it was an accident he didn't yeah. go out and intentionally murder someone no, it he, wasn't went back, he went back right. down and tried to get that kid mm-hmm so I was also really glad that the full story was finally said and that he got to get whether he believes it or not, like, I do think he's going to start healing from this accident. Yeah. What were the jokes that you wrote down? Um, so I just wrote down, um, two of them. And one of them was, uh, well, when Kendall, of course, is like 
trying to like wall himself off from Roman and Shiv. Um, basically, um, where he's like deflecting a lot. He's like, we like, I can't talk. It, it's before he's like explained like mm-hmm. what really went down. And um, he's just like actively having an anxiety attack. And Roman says, well, we're doing you today. We'll do me tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> like, which of course is like, you know, Roman coping with jokes, but like trying to take the pressure off of Kendall, you know, mm-hmm. and also being accurate, you know, in that, like, it's not like you're the only one who has fucking problems here. Like we all are kind of fucked up. And then, um, like shortly thereafter, um, Shiv says, well, I wish I would have written down the line right before this. Um, but it's in this same little like riff about like, we all have issues basically. And mm-hmm. Shiv says, sorry, suicide gets you to the top of the pile. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which, yeah. you know, accident or not. He um, did just have that. That happened, he almost died. Yeah. So- intentionally on accident so and I'm also kind of glad that she which you know like okay like was it the most healthy thing to say probably not but like better than not saying anything and like they had to say it like one of them right like it had to be out there that we're like we were this was really freaky for us right like Mm -hmm. I can't believe this happened you know like what the fuck man kind of you know which again I think that's kind of a tough conversation regardless of the situation or like regardless of who the family is of course the, sh- the roids are so fucked up but like I think that no matter kind of like in any we talked about our favorite siblings at the beginning right and I think that kind of no matter which one of them it would have happened to it would have been like a really um like tricky conversation like tricky thing to bring up and like address but they kind of just like shove it out there right like with a joke well and their family has to be so direct or they deflect like they can't take genuine like when Kendall tried to get them all to hug at Shiv's wedding like before anything had happened and they were all like what the fuck like 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 they're not it's like they have to be that direct um the last thing I'll say about this scene in particular is we spent three seasons where they've never all three been on the same side and when they have it's been for like 20 seconds like they've never all agreed and so in terms of like how this season was going to end I had absolutely no clue like I did not know how the finale was going to go I didn't know because like there wasn't some big like thing looming right like season one it was the like there was always something big looming and so I was like, how are they? I was like, if one of the kids is going to take over, Logan either needs to die or they need to all like be on the same time. Like I was just trying to figure it out. And this was the perfect turning point scene for the three of them. And like yeah. finally made it so that like Roman could, cause like I did watch the, after the final episode for the finale and Jesse Armstrong was talking about how in season one, when Kendall vote, did the vote of no contest or competence or whatever, um Roman couldn't raise his hand like Logan was like put your fucking hand down and he did and so it was like the growth that he did to for Logan for him to say like no I'm gonna stay and the finale I think that scene was the one that like clicked for them and we actually will see probably not a full season but like legitimately like the siblings trying to work together and they don't hate each other I I agree that's totally what they set up for this next season it was so worth the weight right like it was so worth the full two seasons of them not knowing what's going on with Kendall for the payout to be 
really earned instead of him confiding in one of them and then it being used against because they won't weaponize this against him because it wasn't told in manipulation right totally yeah so anyway talking about this probably more like my I'm gonna like get to my single best scene and you're gonna be like no matter yours was obviously that one that you wouldn't shut up about but um it was a really good scene. it was just a really great scene yeah so we're gonna take a quick break and then we'll come back to talk through all of the plots we haven't touched on and go into detail about the ones we already have mm. all right guys so coming up on single best scene we are going to cover the new hbo max comedy minx so minx if you don't know it follows a young feminist in the 1970s around los Los angeles as she joins forces with a low-rent publisher to create the first erotic magazine for women so we are talking 1970s feminism it looks great we got jack johnson that's his name right Mm -hmm. from new girl um it looks like a great cast It's on HBO Max. Binge it before we cover it so you can chat with us all about it. Um, So do you have anything you want to add about about the show? Um, Yeah, I've only watched the first two episodes, but um, it's just season one is out, right? Or Mm -hmm. will be out um, by the time this drops. So really easy to watch episodes are only like 30 minutes. Um, The first one might be a little bit longer, but um, yeah, it's great. If you loved that one show about... um, (laughs) women working at a newspaper you oh, watched it we both watched it it's um no you and Brittany had watched one it. season you and Brittany watched it I never watched it it was yeah. uh revolt um, girls girls revolt bad girl good girls revolt sure those all sound somewhere it was on Amazon Prime I'm gonna figure I'm gonna look you keep talking I think it was bad. It, it's exactly like that like it is like copy and paste that except for there's like a lot of penises in this one but it's not in the way that good girls revolt yes yes um, it's they don't frame it in a way that's because the, like we I heard the um somebody sure. a creator um interviewed and you know the interviewers were like oh we've heard there's it has more dicks than euphoria and while that may be true it's not it's surprisingly businessy <laughs> like mm-hmm. because like this the girl who's in charge is like this feminist like wants to like you know do this whole revolution thing and this the the fact that it's these articles and stuff that she's writing are like within this like female erotica mag- magazine or sort of like the the magazine is sort of like a means to an end right like the extra content like the naked men like it's just sort of like not what her focus is so then it's also kind of not the focus of the show Mm-hmm. um so it's not anyway. like porny it's no it's like the logistical no. side of it's so from her this. perspective right okay. yeah like where it's like she's like a little bit like at one point like one of the other characters is like well how many penises have you seen and she's like two and it's like you know what I mean like it's that yes um yeah but, you know, she's so fired up about like the cause and like all these other things and like there's a country club scene like it's the whole thing um well, I guys. really enjoyed the first the first little preview episodes and so yeah I'm really excited to cover it so we will be covering that in two weeks. Um, if you want to get ahead, it's on HBO Max now. All right, and back to the show. 
Soph, this season uh-huh. had, I feel like in my opinion, less plots than previous, but that could be yeah. because I didn't understand it. Um, <laughs> I'm sure there's plots we just fully missed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. People are going to be like, you missed every single part of, and I'm going to be like, you're right. Can you explain it to me? Um, why don't we just popcorn and go back and forth? Cool. So I love that the play is still like a fact. <laughs> I loved Connor this season. Willa's career. Just, I want to call that a plot. Like whatever the fuck is going on with her and the play thing, just every time I loved hearing about it. I wish I would have written down the quote, but like when they're sitting at the Republican or whatever, the presidential nominee convention uh thing, and she's like being the legs and they have this whole conversation where she's like, maybe I don't want to always be the legs, but you have to be the, like, you can't leave me alone with, I don't know, like their relationship this season just really, Yes. Like her face when he proposed. Priceless. Like put that on a t-shirt. Like that was so funny <laughs> to me where she was like, I, I guess she was like, why the fuck not? No, really, I can't think of a reason not to. So right. Which she finally agrees like three days later. <laughs> so good. She's like, I guess I have nothing to lose. And you're like, oh, Willow. And she was like, I, I guess I really don't like, and you're kind of like, yeah, go for it. Um, I'm excited because I love them together. But um. I mean, we'll see if they actually get married. I'm not sure. I think she might have a runaway bride moment, but we'll see. I don't want her to leave the show, but uh, Tom spending the first half of the season only talking about prison. Amazing. (laughs) Every single time. Every plot that had to do with prison I loved. Um, So I don't know why I wrote this in the plot section. The way Shiv looks at Tom is if she's already decided that whatever he had to say is dumb before he says it. I mean, that was like her whole plot with him this season. It's, it is their whole plot for sure. Cause you know how she does that. She like, it's like, you know what I mean? Yes. No, I know exactly what you're saying. It's like like she's the only person in the room, not giving his opinion, any validity. Absolutely not at all. Yeah. And I think that that's one of the times where it, it does help to remember that this, they're coming off of the fact that he got volunteered to be the one to go Yeah. when they were sitting around the table and Mm. like, Roman defended Jerry harder than Tim, than Shiv defended Tom. And like, that's when you just have to remember, like, she definitely hates that man. And like this season was him slowly hating her. Yeah. 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 Um, my next plot that I loved was the, I love Z-Way. I love her own show, but I loved her like Kendall thinking he was going to be able to go on that, like air quotes, like woke TV show. So great. Unbelievable. And him like self-imploding like so hard. I know because of Shiv's, Shiv's letter because he's a broken man who loves his family even if he has absolutely no idea how to like make that known. He really just. Maybe he doesn't love his. No, I think he loves his family. I do. Yeah. But like the wrong way. He loves You're... them in like a very unhealthy way. It's, yeah. It's that not... makes sense. He's the oldest son by default but in no way really acts like he has a sense of responsibility over the others, which is so weird because he should. Like he should have felt some responsibility over them at some point. Like at some point in his life. Yeah. Even if kids are, I don't know, so weird. Um, This is a show where I actually would enjoy if they did a flashback. I would love a flashback. Like every time it happens on Yellowstone, I'm like, I don't know if this is necessary. Like there have been shows where I'm like, or that dumb bloodline show that I hated where I just wanted the flashbacks. Um, I was like, I actually don't care about present day at all. Oh yeah. Bloodline. I watched like at least one or two seasons of that. That was one in Florida, right? Yeah. 
with um the guy from Friday Night Lights Kyle Chandler but uh, anyway this show like I would love an episode like seeing them all in high school or something you know what I mean like yeah or like early college or I don't know something some previous time at some fucking vacation house of theirs mm-hmm. just like some situation where they're a family Christmas something because it would be interesting to see if Kendall pulling the like I'm the oldest sibling card is something that he's doing now as they're adults and so that's why they're both like oh fuck off or if he's mm-hmm. always been this way and they're like oh fuck off you know what yeah. I mean like what yeah, is yeah, the yeah. right no that's a really good point um the last one I have is the fact that the siblings were all like fairly concerned about whether or not Caroline had a prenup <laughs> like they were like pretty invested like it like it got brought up repeatedly um over those last two episodes um and honestly that was also a plot that I didn't really understand and I understand that in the end and I think it's just because like these people are so rich Mm -hmm. that like it's so not my world to understand like the ins and outs of why her divorce agreement with Logan ultimately impacted their power balance on the board and why the prenup had something to do with that. Like, I honest to God, don't understand how the web here, right. That we're weaving on this show. Like I understood that like one thing caused another, but I don't know why or how. Um, yeah. But I thought, I just thought it was endearing a little bit that the kids were concerned. Yeah. Like that they liked Caroline well or like that they cared they were concerned for her right like being a little protective and being like well mom like actually who the fuck is this guy like you know it was more than just like protecting themselves I thought I really enjoyed the conversation that Shiv had with her mom about like the when they were at like the hen party and they were outside smoking and it was like you chose to go with your dad like I did everything I could but y'all left like it, it wasn't in my control Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, and then I'm going to jump back because I have a few more, but, um, in terms of the finale, they talked a lot about prenups and a lot yeah. about the wedding. And I was still shocked that the way that, that, that they didn't win was because Logan uh, did it. Like, I was like, they've like basically hit us over the head with this. And I still missed it. I was like, damn, sure. Sure. too much going on. I was like, still, they had tears in my eyes from Kendall's big confession. Um, okay. I loved watching Greg become more aware of how to play the game by like watching him play both sides of the family. Like I thought it was funny and like that by the end of it, he did like, he made his way to the top. Like he played his way to the top. Yeah. Um, Josh forced him to come out on the Island. I loved watching Kendall and, and, uh, Logan, like hate each other in private, but pretend to have a solid front because they haven't seen each other. Amazing. And like the like mind games they were playing with each other. It was like, your dad wants you to wait here. And then it was like, he was already there. And like, just yeah. how they were acting like children. Yeah. So I thought mature. it was a really good um, plot. Cad's, uh, Kindle's, oh, Roman randomly being good at business this season was fun. Yeah. I, I liked that. it towards the end of last season. I was glad it carried yes. on. Even though yeah. I did not understand Alexander Skarsgård's character. Nope, not with the go go video thing and like what his tweet meant, I didn't understand it. Like, oh God, who knows? I have no clue. Um, Kindle sad, depressing birthday party. We've already talked about it, but I enjoyed that plot. Uh, Connor's political ambitions and how they were legitimized this season. Enjoyed mm-hmm. that. I enjoyed <laughs> the Republican convention, but again, was confused about 
how, and like, this is me being naive. I'm aware that this is me being naive of like how much the media and the president like feed each other and like how that's probably like a real legitimate thing that happens. Or if it doesn't happen in the obvious of a way there is like that to me was like an interesting and funny storyline. I also though hated the man that Roman liked that make it like, which we were supposed to, right? Like the, like basically one that ended up getting the nomination. I thought that whole thing was really interesting because I'm pretty sure it was Shiv who was like, wait a second, like honest to God, we cannot release this man like on America. Like like, there's some actual moral issues here. Right. And like, we, this is not it. Like dad, like what the fuck? Like you, like why, like you need to know all the information and you clearly are not operating on that way. And the fact that Logan was still sort of like, fuck it, whatever does make you like sort of want to take another look at like history and wonder how often this fucking happened. Right. Well, and I think that was when you really saw for the first time, because obviously we start this season thinking that Shiv was going to have more of a play in the business. And then quickly, I mean, like, I guess sort of last season, she like shot herself in the foot when she like announced that it was going to be her and Logan was like, it's not you. Um, and so this season, like watching it slowly become Roman and his pick being like, like, like yeah. Logan agreeing with him, it was just wild to see. Mm-hmm. Um, we already talked about the accidental dick pick. Loved it. Every conversation around Shiv and Tom having a baby loved, um, Connor's insane proposal at his own mother's wedding. So chaotic like in the middle of everything. And then, I also was glad we got another wedding. Yes. That's why I'm like, I want Willa and, and Connor to get married. Um, the finale takedown. I loved the season finale. I'm so happy that Roman picked his siblings and cannot believe that Tom sold them out. Like it makes me want to rewatch the season. You know what I mean? Like to see when those yeah. conversations started happening. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Well, I noticed that when in the episode where Logan had the UTI because he pecked Tom. Tom. Yeah. Ooh, good. I also like helper. And I I was like, that's weird. Yeah, that was weird. That was weird. Yes. But I was like, huh. Okay. What I was shocked by was not that Tom was with Logan but it's that he was against the siblings. Yes. Does that make sense? I completely agree. I also think we had spent so much time being like, he's just the dog we kick around. He's like, yeah, like Tom just keeps coming back. Tom just keeps coming back. And so to see him finally stand up against his wife who treats him poorly and his brothers-in-law who treat him like shit. Mm -hmm. It's like, we did expect him to keep going back, but Mm -hmm. like eventually he was like, absolutely not. Like I'm right but it was, I, I agree when, um, and like Shiv's face, when she saw, I was like, Oh my, I mean, that's just next level television. Like that finale. Apparently they like had some, there was either some debates and like the way to end the season, or there were some debates in how they actually shot that last, like how to actually wrap the season. Mm -hmm. And now that I'm thinking about it, I wish I could remember more about when they interviewed the creators about like how they decided to do it that way. Um, because I think that there was one version that ended 
before we the siblings out. knew. And, but we knew that Tom was on the other side, but the siblings didn't know. Oh, I liked so finding out. Ended, yeah. It would have just ended with like us knowing that Tom was like on Logan's team, but yeah. Um, but yeah, having, um, having Logan or having Shiv see that it was Tom, I think was like, because Roman and Kendall still don't know. Yeah. I also think, and maybe, do you agree that maybe they gave Kendall, Shiv and Roman? Cause they were like, we can't have the kids get the power. Like we have to knock them down a notch, but we can't have Kendall go through it again alone. Yeah. I think like so. he's been alone three times doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, did you have any worst this season? Um, well, I didn't really understand the island meeting at all. I hated that. I didn't understand what was going on at all with that. Um, I understood also, it. I didn't think it was like worth the end or if what I understood, I didn't think it was worth so much plot. Yeah, like, I, I think they just wanted, he wanted to see like, should I stay with this business? Do I, or well, do I the take fact that it happened twice? Do you mean the time on the island at the beginning or the time with the app guy? The fact that he did it twice irks me to no end because there's only less than 10 episodes a season. Give me a fucking break. You guys are going to send us off on a tiny private vehicle to meet some rich person who is going to make our break. just broke something that's fine Um, as you said make or break you broke something so that's pretty (laughs) irony um yeah so i understood i was like why are we doing this twice i understood the first one right the shareholder the second one the second one i just thought it was so weird of them to bring in alexander skarsgård to be like someone that only can yeah but that only roman could understand yeah, it, it seemed like he was sort of a um, Mark Zuckerberg mm-hmm. adjacent, but not on the level of Facebook. It To me, it felt like he was more on the level of like whoever the fuck invented YouTube. Like that seemed... Yeah. Because he, he wasn't... Because right, like Mark Zuckerberg's basically a media guy, right, at this point. And so it didn't seem like he was a media guy. It felt like whatever his, or like whoever invented TikTok, right? Like it seemed like or it like was more in that category. The Uber of like, guy. Like the guy, yeah. who, they, they just have that super pump show up right now on him. Like it seemed like that to yeah. me. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just didn't understand it that's what I have as my worst which like we don't need to keep reiterating or people are going to turn the podcast off but I didn't understand the business but that's on me yeah I think they probably I think I texted you this but how they do an inside the episode where they like break down the characters emotions at the end of each episode I wish Mm -hmm. instead they'd have like an economist on and be like or like a business person on and be like because like I understand emotionally what where these characters are coming of from. Of course, we. I don't. Bad. I wish they had someone come on and be like, okay, this episode we dealt with the shareholder meeting. Here is really quickly. This is what that means. If they lose yeah. the shareholders, then they lose the, like control of the sure. entire company. Do they get fired? Like right. If Logan gets, they're gonna get ousted, bought out, and they're gonna get bought out by this. Like this is how much money they're all gonna get if they get bought out now. And like if they get I, bought out in ten years, it could be this. Like blah blah. I also thought this, so in terms of worst, and I hate putting this in worst, but the like Stewie 
Um, yeah. I can't think of what that man's name is now. That um, was like in a wheelchair this season and had previously been like Stewie and him are like partners, Sandy, mm -hmm. Stewie and Sandy. I wish we would have gotten more or less of them because the two times they popped up, I, I was like, why? Less. You yeah. know, like I didn't understand. I, yeah. I also don't fully understand how they're still so involved. Is it because they did the money? I just didn't understand. Uh, yeah, same. I was shocked when they popped back up. Yeah. And then I also Googled like, is that, did that happen? Cause like the guy who plays Carl, like definitely lost a lot of weight over COVID and like looked kind of like a different person. And I wondered if like Sandy had something happened to him or if he was acting. Like, why did they make him like a vegetable basically? Like he couldn't speak. I don't know. And because I was like, did this happen for real? Like, is he just a sick, elderly, like elderly man uh -huh. who they wrote this around or did they write, write this? And then, yeah. And then do yeah, it so that the daughters, season, no, he like whispered to his daughter once. And then even Roman made a joke. Like we, how do we know that what she's saying is true? Like we, he can't speak. Yeah. So I, I didn't understand them. I actually think I saw a picture of him at the premiere because I did go do research about it and he was like standing and totally fine. So hmm. why they made him so sickly and then also why they didn't have them more or less. Um, okay, why don't we take a real quick break? We'll do a recommendation and then we will tell y'all our stats in single bus scene. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> Okay, Sophie, what is your recommendation for the people this week? So my recommendation, assuming that I have not recommended this in the past, which I do not think I have, um, people actually in my real life asked me a lot about this. Um, the video editing app that I use is called Splice. Um, it's okay. It gets the job done. It's annoying that it's a paid app. Um, and it is also needs to be connected to the internet, which is very annoying for me, who is often like on a plane or um, on a long commute where I'm not connected to the internet. So that's annoying, but those things aside, um, it has like a ton of features, but is like pretty straightforward if you are just like into the basics of video editing. Um, and it's a lot fast faster to use than like getting out After Effects, right? Like. Yeah, I was gonna say, is this, is this like a layman's, like I could use this app? Yes, yes. Someone who you can't can edit anything. For sure, you can use it and it, um, you can do little transitions and it actually has like a ton of features that I like never use, but, um, and it's like easy to reorder stuff and it, what's extra great about it is that it has like built in, like when you start a project and actually you can change it later, but it will build it in whatever shape you want it to. So like they have like a little preset frame for like a TikTok or an Instagram story or an Instagram reel or a, you know, so on and so forth. Mm -hmm. Um, so that makes it like super easy to like, make sure you're using the right size because, um, our phones shoot in the same, uh, video frame, like on default, no matter what, but the dimensions are slightly different, like for an Instagram story versus an Instagram reel, like the reel is more square than the, um, because some things are like full frame and some things mm -hmm. are not full frame, you know what I mean? So that's kind of a little bit of a difference. Um, 
but and it, you, you know, there's like some features like it can apply to everything. So if you're like muting something or changing the colors or something like you can apply to all, which is very convenient and hot tip, it will put the video clips in to the project in the order that you click on them. Okay. So if you want things to be chronological, for example, you have, you click them in like literally when it's, when you're importing them into the project, import them in the order that you want them to be. And it just will make your life a little easier. <laughs> All right, guys, um, you heard it here first. And honestly, as someone who has been featured in one of these splice video things, it is very fun to get tagged in them on Instagram. When we went to Carbone, you made a very fun Oh my God, yeah, that video of us question. and it was really nice. So, and yeah. also I think it's a great, um, th if it's very, if it's legitimately easy to, to use, it was also really fun when we went to a bachelorette party and then you were able to post yeah. little things. So like, if it's not hard and you've been interested in this, this seems like a great feature. I like my yeah. dad, I have a wedding this weekend. Maybe I'll download it and. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. And it's nice after the wedding. It feels like putting things in your story is like, it, there's something sort of weird about it to me where I'm like, well, like, this is like a cute little, like behind the scenes, or like, this is a nice little sunset or whatever it is. And it's like, well, having it just be a story that's like only up for like 24 hours seems like not enough time, but like, mm -hmm. it doesn't really deserve its own like post on a grid. So like stringing that stuff into like a little video, I like, um, better because then it's sort of just like, to me, videos are more than it's like, this is the vibe of the thing I was doing or the place right, well, I was at or whatever. And so. I think like for the bachelorette, it was like, you did it all like one post for the entire weekend versus like right. 20, yeah. 20 stories okay. or whatever. And then it's like, it feels a little bit more special. Yeah. Plus you can add music. I mean, Instagram. Yeah. Anyway, very, we're very, we co-recommend this. <gasps> yes. Co-recommend. Co tagged. It is very nice. Yeah, no, for sure. And the music is actually fun. I, um, if, if anybody goes to Portugal, please reach out through the Instagram. Um, and I will, Maddie will let me know and I will send you, there is a playlist that I was given by a tour guide in Porto that has like all Portuguese musicians and all the music is a fucking vibe. Like everything is cute. Like the music is fun. And not only is it fun to just like listen to if you're like feeling like you need to be a little Portuguese, but I really felt like it was um, like the shop local of music to put my videos from Portugal with Portuguese artists music. Mm -hmm. instead of just using like whatever fucking like most popular like tiktok stupid background audio over it um generic can whatever. we skip to the good part right that exactly <laughs> um so anyway yeah so but it's a great playlist um but it is on spotify and i don't really know how, it's not very useful to share i can share this, this format but if you yeah. want it reach out through the pod or through and the we'll and Maddie, we can send you the qr code or whatever the fuck for it yeah all right, now back to the show. All right, Sophie, what were your stats for season three of Succession? Well, 
this is tough because didn't love this season yeah but I think that I think that my favorite character is a tie between Roman and Shiv still I'm sure I said that before I still love them um my favorite relationship is obviously Greg and Tom right how to beat that you know it's impossible and my favorite episode was the finale but if we're gonna not choose the finale it would be definitely um episode five um because of the birthday party and how chaotic that was I thought that was episode seven too much birthday oh really I wrote it's just my favorite episode maybe I wrote down the wrong let me look it is definitely called too much birthday which I think is a reference it is to like a episode- Bernstein Bears book or something like it's some yes <laughs> I read that same thing episode five was the shareholders meeting where oh, Logan okay. has the UTI yeah. which is also a it great episode honestly I think, I think five episode five is the episode. turning point for the season yeah okay like maybe I am up. gonna maybe I was right in that it was five wrong in that it was Kendall's birthday yeah it was the shareholders meeting yeah um birthday party was kind of chaotic for me to watch emotionally I was like this is ups and downs there's a lot going on here yeah what was your favorite you know reminded me of that episode when they went for Tom's bachelor party yes it same energy like yeah would you say two is your favorite season mm-hmm. yeah um okay my favorite character is Tom or Roman I Roman's really like won me over I love Roman um and tom did the season two which is crazy and my favorite relationship is obviously tom and greg but i do want to give a special shout out to my mvp of romantic relationships which is willa and connor i love them i would watch a spinoff show like my in my dream world they'll have like a reality show spinoff about like like within the show (laughs) a la insecure just like have like little clips of like willa and connor like being on this like wouldn't it be so funny yes um, my favorite episode was, was too much birthday episode oh, seven. Um, and then my favorite season was also season two. I mean, I think if I take the like last five or four episodes of each season, put them together, it's like the best season sure. of television though. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this finale was my favorite finale of all of them. Yeah. That's well, I don't know. I Not for you. Finale. The Congress, the congressional. Today is the day my dad's reign ends. Uh, well, there was something about the yacht and the dinner yeah. and the like who's going down of it all. That was just so juicy and easy yeah. to follow. When Tom <laughs> took the chicken. No, I agree. Now you're making me wonder. The chicken. Greg gets his champagne line. Shiv and Tom have the like island I never loved lovers. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh. I've got enemies to lovers, but the reverse. Yeah, this is lovers to enemies because they had a lot of I'll try to find like an Instagram post or something, but like they had the most dysfunctional relationship this season where it was like, um, actually I want to talk about this on pod, not on Instagram where like seven people follow us. Um, when they had their like sexy night where they were going to try to make a baby, but then she basically said, I don't love you. I don't even like you. I don't respect you. And then she was like, the next day he confronted her about it and was like, what the fuck? Like mm-hmm. that was crazy, right? Like you were lying, right? And like mm-hmm. from that moment, I think that was the moment where he was like, I can sell her out. Yeah. Like she I wasn't agree. lying. 
Um, but yeah. that, as it was or happening, at least I was like, she wasn't like totally lying, right? Which is like a, a bad enough. You know? She was like, I mean, I, you, you know, I love you, right? I don't love right. you, but I, I was like, oh, you know, man. I love you. Right. Like it's so shit was the worst. I binged it after the season aired. So like the things I saw were the like castrate line and that one, the like, I don't love you line. So yeah. Okay. Sorry. Cause like the I'll... true love story is Tom and Greg. <laughs> Obviously. But okay. Moving on to single best scene, Sophie, as always, you do the honors, take us away. I don't know what you're going to say. I don't oh, think it's so, the same, but as mine, but maybe um, mine is um, in the parking lot when Kendall, is that what you think? Yes, too? that's mine too. Kendall and the Tom's Tom- conversation. Yes. 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 And that Tom is says, crazy. my hunch is you're going to get fucked because I've seen you get fucked a lot and I've never seen Logan get fucked once. Do Literally I have that I- exact quote written down. I think about it all the time. Don't mean to be insulting, but I have been around a bit yeah oh my gosh that scene was so good it was in episode six like as soon as I saw it I was like (laughs) same as soon as I I mean even when I got to the finale I was like it's still not as no juicy as I mean oh my gosh the way that Tom says it was just such a straight man's face just like so like dead ringer for he just like is like sorry man it also, when the whole season ended, made me realize, like, how did I, as an audience member, miss all of the signs that Tom would pick Logan over anybody? He literally told us. Yeah. And, like, true. I was still surprised. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. he says, yeah. I'm not going to go with Kendall because like, Logan doesn't get fucked. Why would we think, then, that he would go with Shiv? He, gre- he knows that Logan never loses. I mean, yeah, but I think that the show is shot from the perspective of the siblings and the siblings don't treat him that way. No, of course. No, no, no. So, of course. I'm just saying like he word for word said, yeah, I've never seen that- Logan get fucked once. Yeah. I cannot, one, I can't believe we both picked the same. That hasn't happened since like the Goldbergs I know. where we both picked the same single best scene. And that it's, and it's one- like really a random scene. It's not yes. like a finale. It was one. I completely agree with you though. Like as it was happening, like it started kind of funny with him ordering the prison food and like yeah. Kendall being like, I'll have a water. And then <laughs> Tom also wasn't, he was mean, but not in his normal mean way. And like, yeah. it wasn't, it was almost meaner because there was no jabs. Yeah. It was just honesty. Yep. Like he didn't try to overly insult him. He wasn't, Tom realized he had the upper hand. Like, Oh my gosh. Yes. That was my single best scene as well. I had a, the other one that I had aside from the breakdown at the finale was Tom finding out that he's not going to prison and destroying Greg's office. <laughs> like just going in and like doing all that stuff. That was very funny. <laughs> but then, you know, the Kindle outside the diner really took it away from me. Yeah. It was like core shaking. <laughs> yeah. And also I think we talk a lot about, I mean, we didn't even talk about, I didn't read it, but Jeremy Strong's Vanity Fair article where he does not think Succession's a comedy. Like he did that big Jeremy exposition. Strong is not in on the joke. And I'll say this to the end, which is the most Kindle thing ever, which again, nobody acts. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes. But like, I think even Brian Cox was like, I'm really worried about him. Like he takes the show <laughs> seriously, like whatever. But I think it's, it's like, I feel bad for his family 
and people who are his friends. Mm-hmm. But, but like as an audience member, it really pays off because you could tell that he as Kendall felt every moment of that. Like, again, yeah. he goes into these scenes with so much confidence and leaves like every single time Kendall's on screen, he's a full balloon. And by the end of it, he's just like plastic. Yep. Like he, he's a shell of a man, but and like even him trying to get into Tom's head about Shiv, you realize Tom's in a better. I think Tom also realizes like, oh, I'm even a better headspace than Kendall. Like Kendall's not in a good headspace. If he's going for Shiv not loving me, like that's like an like a low, so low. That's yeah, like yeah, a yeah, low yeah. blood. Like it's not even like a low hanging fruit. Like it's yeah. just so. It's like yeah, no shit. Y'all been making fun of me since I proposed. Right. So, but that's how you think I'm going to switch sides. Like I've still I've stayed with her. Right. Yeah. Oh my goodness. I kind of love that we picked the same one. Know. Did you have a tie or any runner-ups? Nope. Nope. I mean, if, if it wasn't going to be this, the, the Kendall, Kendall breakdown scene, you know? Yeah. It's like Kendall's my least favorite character, but he's the most important to moving the story along. Oh, 100%. Like if Kendall was like the dynamic of the three of them, like in that scene, I mean, we don't need to rehash it, but it was mainly about Kendall but not just about Kendall you know yeah I think um so I've been reading a lot about euphoria I finished the season like I watched the finale live and reading a lot about it and listening to a lot of takes and you know anything with the internet is so fascinating because people love something and they can hate it you know like it's Mm -hmm. if you just wait long enough like the Bridgerton dislike has started to come out like it's just to give genuinely um and one of the things that people have been saying is that Sam Levinson the creator of the show writes Zendaya really well because he himself was an addict like he but then the other storylines are kind of half-assed and Uh I think that what succession does really really well is it's very obvious that Kendall's the main character yeah his stories are the meatiest his acting is the most demanding like while I think it's insane that Jeremy Strong is not acting and doesn't think this is a comedy Kendall's story Uh is not funny like Kendall doesn't have any of the right even his birthday party where he was singing honesty wasn't funny like he doesn't get to I see mean, the show as a comedy. Uh, Kendall doesn't get jokes, but that no. doesn't mean that his shit isn't funny. Right. But that's what I'm saying. Like his, he's not written like to be in on the joke. joke usually. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. not written to be in on the joke. No, he's definitely not in on the joke. Yeah. And so it makes sense to me that he himself would feel like this show is different than everybody else's. Yeah. Like he had like, uh, maybe suicide attempt this season his ex like he just never has anything easy whereas like uh roman's big thing was an accidental dick pic right <laughs> like those are not comparable no that's so true anyway i to close out the episode a little bit of news um we do know succession is returning for a fourth season it was obviously confirmed before season three even premiered but we are told not to expect it until at the earliest late 2022. I would assume we'll get it in 2023 based on the universe and the way the show is shot and how much time and effort it needs. And for season for the season to not finish until the end of last year, I just don't see how they'll get another season out in under a year. Um, Yeah. It doesn't seem super likely. And like, not that I know everything that's going on in New York, but they do film on location and as far as I know they haven't started filming yeah so so, it's already April so yeah so granted they could I also don't want them to rush this show um yeah like you know what I mean like there are some shows like Bridgerton I'm like get the next season out whatever 
Um, this one I'm not as. Yeah. I want them to because the plot is what makes it interesting, not the all the other things. Yeah. But all right, well that's it for us this week. Um. Well, I Anything had some else? future. Um. Okay. How oh. many seasons do you think there's going to be? Um. Prediction I think corner. I would get prediction corner. I don't know why I forgot about prediction corner. Okay. Um, I think they'll do fifth and final. Okay. I think we'll get two. I think we'll get this next one and then the, it'll get renewed for okay. a final season. I don't think they'll, I think we will know the audience will know before it's the final season. Oh, for sure. So I think okay. fifth and final. I also don't know how much longer the story can be relevant. Yeah, I mean, I've always already kind of lost the thread. I mean, you and I often talk about that repeatedly. We already kind of lost the thread business wise, and so it's like, yeah. what else are we hanging on to? Um, well, and like, how many times can we not kindle down? How many times can we like? What does happiness look like for these characters? Right, and is that even what like? I guess the point of the show is like, who gets the company? But is it? I don't <laughs> think so anymore. Because also the other thing that we've like realized in watching this is there's like, I mean, obviously we knew this before, but not, they don't ever fight about being the president of the company. They always, it's the CEO and COO. Mm-hmm. And like, why not just take all the C-suites, CEO, CFO, COO, and then call it a day? I could not tell you. Do you know what I mean? Like, so I don't, I think that in the next season, they need to be a little bit clearer about what the actual goal is for the kids is it logan being out or is it one of them being in right because if they've been in like i think roman's the coo right right now or something you know what i mean like yeah i think he is and jerry's the interim ceo yeah so what's the is the goal just for for logan to not work at the company now honestly i have no idea because like what's so vague because they yeah. And now they're like out, like they've lost their shares because of Caroline. So they lost the super majority to vote. Yes. But they still have, like, it didn't change the money. No, no. I'm just saying, yeah, think. they've lost. I think it just changed their power. Right. But Shiv wasn't even employed at the company. Uh, I thought they brought her on. I think they, no, but yes. Okay. So they brought her on, but it's not like she. Like, well, but that's not where the money is anyway, though, is in employment. It's in the shares. No, no, sorry. Yes, I totally agree with that. But like, again, what? So that's what I'm saying, right? Like, what is their end goal? Right. Is it to run this We're company? Right. Sure. To have a majority of... And maybe honestly, that might be the reason that I just said that, like, I'm such a genius is because when they were like racing in the van to get to Logan to like stop the vote and stop him from selling the company um, or merging the company was they were like, you be the CEO, you be the CF. Like they talked about it. So, but now I'm like, what was the point of the first two seasons? Yeah, I don't really, they're like way too involved to just be concerned about the money. They also have too much money outside, you know? They aren't like smart enough to like really run this company. Like it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, Yeah. I, I agree. I don't think they'll be able to go beyond two more seasons because wow, like, even stretching it out another one seems hard to believe. Well, and this season will be them being acquired by right. whatever deal Logan made. Firm. Yeah. Um, Which will bring in new characters and new story. So that'll be interesting. So another question is, do we think that Shiv 
is gonna get a love interest outside of Tom or is now we're just gonna roll reverse and like she's gonna re-fall in love with Tom or maybe fall in love with Tom for the first time because the power dynamic has shifted? I don't think there's a chance she'll fall in love with Tom for the first time. I definitely think there will be a love interest. I thought for sure this season that she was gonna hook up with Kendall's attorney or had hooked up with Kendall's attorney, the girl, Lisa, I think was her name where she was like, I used to know her. Like there was definitely like this vibe of like them being close, but like Shiv doesn't strike me as someone who has friends. Um, so I thought that she was going to have like a female love interest this I past season her. Uh-huh. because Kendall like fired her the minute. Like that was the other thing. His case just fell apart so quickly. Yeah. Like, when they're like, oh, there's nothing here. That cracked me up. I was like, oh my gosh. But so when he fired her, I, um, but like the best attorney or whatever, I thought that was going to be more of like a family. I thought that character was going to be bigger this season and she was not. Same. Yeah. But I for um, sure thought that Shiv had hooked up with her because she was acting so weird about it. She was acting so weird about that. Um, so. Because I would, because it feels like they kind of, didn't they get, give Shiv a love interest in season one? Yeah, Nate. Nate. Which right, did have- one of my favorite um things ever which was (laughs) uh tom making him put the wine back in the bottle whenever he was like stop drinking our wine yeah my parents paid for the wine my parents paid for the wine yeah um yeah this season felt like to me really void of any romantic interest for any of the siblings and it seems sort of like hard to believe that they'll like bring love interest back for Roman and Shove and at this point Kendall too um, in four. But I would like to see more of that because it did feel like they were all so like in a fucking boardroom the entire season. Yeah. Which, they Like if we're trying to wrap this show up at some point, it's just, it just like ain't it, right? Like we need them to all have fuller lives, I think. And I think that's what... The show should be headed towards. I don't know. They tried a little bit, in my opinion, with Kendall, with Naomi and bringing his kids back and having uh, Rava. But the Naomi thing never really made sense. Granted, that's another one. If you're listening now, back at the top of the episode, I was talking about iconic hair. Rava's bob was so fucking cool. It was like the perfect length, bright blonde. I can't pull off a bob. So maybe that's why I'm like fascinated (laughs) by them. But she had the coolest outfits and the coolest hair. I don't understand Naomi or like how she just like pops in for three episodes to like well, hug Kendall. Thing. They like did not address her in any way. I forgot no. who she was. Yeah. And like her family's just like gone. The Pierce family, like just never to be talked about. But yeah, I think they need to explore. I would. Okay. So my hope for next season is that they do explore a little bit more of their personal lives. Yeah. I mean, Especially God. now that they won't have as much stake in the company. Like maybe make Roman yeah. go to therapy once. Like that could be fun. Well, Roman goes to therapy. But like, maybe we can see it. They made a joke about it. He I know, was maybe like, we could see it. I've been to more therapy than the rest of you. Yeah. Because that, that's a joke, is that Roman's actually like super aware and super high functioning and the yeah. rest of them are good, bad at hiding it. But like, he needs to figure out what he wants in a relationship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or how no, to have Roman, Yeah, Roman has his, yeah. Roman's like <laughs> personal sex stuff is 
highly concerning. <laughs> but yeah, I think this season, the upcoming season, I think the juiciest part is going to be if they hold on to the nugget that Shiv, that it's the, we don't know that they know that I know, but like, will we, will, okay, how do I want to word this? Will Shiv let Tom knows that she knows? Like, how quickly will that fall out? I think it'll be, well, it'll happen immediately. But like, how will that play into their personal life? That's going to be the juicy part of the season. That's what I'm excited for. Yeah, that will be something. Mm Mm-hmm. So maybe for the first time, we'll get a good first episode of the season because yeah, their conversation, I mean, there's like literally no way it can't happen in that episode, right? Like I'm actually really excited for the season four premiere to not be around Logan and him defending himself from something. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like every season he's had to start with like an allegation against him. And I'm really excited that like, this is going to be, he'll be doing air, air quotes, good press with like the, I, the acquisition was exactly what we wanted. And this is like a great step forward for, he'll be having to do like PR, but not like we didn't throw dead women or raped women off boats. I am really glad that the cruises thing is behind us. Same, same, but well, did you right. have any other I'll prediction questions? No, that's pretty much it. A- I think four will be a good season. I'm confident that they'll do it. And then hopefully they do fifth and final. I don't think it can go past that. I would say, and honestly, if my only reason that I don't say this upcoming season is final is because it wasn't announced as final, but if in the coming weeks as they're writing it, they say the fourth season will be the final season. I think that's a good thing. I mean, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, so I, I just think we'll know. But I would be happy with fourth and final. But maybe there's, maybe they have to untangle the acquisition. I don't know. I don't know what the end game is. I think that's really, in, I have no clue. Yeah. What which the, is so bizarre. Which, yeah. Which is so like kind of rare in like a business show like this. Yeah. Three seasons end to be like lost the thread. <laughs> yeah. Like I have no clue what, how the show is, is going to end. And also for them, it's only been like eight months. <laughs> Right. Yeah. Like Tom and Chef haven't even celebrated their one year wedding anniversary. Oh my God. Jesus Christ. It was hard to believe. Because <laughs> episode you season time two. Jump. Yeah, mate. Yeah. Bless it, us with a time jump. Uh, Actually, so. I think a time jump would be the only way to make the first episode of the fourth season not explosive. Yes. If it just picks up after the you fallout. Know what I mean? No, if it picks up like three years later. Yeah, if after the fallout. Like yeah, I want to yeah, see yeah, the fallout. Yeah. I want this to pick up in that fucking room. So because <laughs> it would open up in some sort of like boardroom, yeah, routiney kind of clippy, right? Or like follow uh, Greg to work or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like you know, Shiv's doing her thing. Um, Tom's doing his thing. Like there's not emotions involved because it's become routine. Whatever it is yes. that they're doing, because it's been years at this point. And I think that would be the only way to like take the drama out of the moment. Oh, I but hope they don't. I guess we'll see. Yeah. Well, knowing them, they will, but <laughs> I hope not to. Every other episode they picked up 48 hours later. So hopefully this, every other season, the season one has been 48 hours after Higher the finale. Show is less than a year. <laughs> yeah. But all right, guys, well, let us know if you have any thoughts on Succession season three. As always, the DMs are open. So come and chat with us. Yeah, sounds good. 
we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye.